right, before I get to my next guest, John Mascari, I want to give a shout out to a couple of our new sponsors, starting with our friends over at Squares Golf. Are you like me, always considering new golf equipment, maybe a new driver? I'll tell you what, let me reset your thinking because I discovered Squares Golf Shoes. The patented square toe provides balance, stability, and a wider base for increased connection to the ground, effectively increasing your swing speed by 2.2 miles per hour, an average of 9 yards of distance. Independent tests prove it. That's right. It's proven in science. Go to squares.com. That's S-Q-A-I-R-Z.com and get Squares 30-day money-back guarantee. Use promo code DISTANCE for $20 off. Remember, distance comes from swing speed, and swing speed comes from your connection to the ground. And folks, I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't experience it for myself. I've never felt more stable in my golf swing, which allows me to swing faster and launch it further. Squares, the distance golf shoe. I also want to give a shout out to another new sponsor, Bionic Gloves. Do what you do better with Bionic Gloves. Whether you're looking to own the golf greens, improve your workouts, or get your hands dirty in the garden, Bionic Gloves has you covered. Designed with a hand specialist, Bionic Gloves feature patented innovations that help improve your grip. The strategically placed anatomical relief pads also prevent calluses and blisters, while the web and motion zones allow for greater dexterity and flexibility. Head over to BionicGloves.com to find the perfect glove to up your game. All right, now next on the tee with me is John Mascari. Let me remind you about John's background. He attended Ryder University in Lawrenceville, New Jersey, and graduated with his bachelor's degree in political science and government. From 2000 to 2012, John worked at some of the best golf courses around New Jersey and New York. He is now the head golf professional in Alpine Country Club in Alpine, New Jersey. He is also a member of Callaway's master staff, and he's been named a top 50 master teacher by U.S. Kids Golf. And it's great having my long-lost cousin back with me tonight here on Next on the D. Hey, John, how are you, my friend? Hey, cuz, how you doing? I'm good, you. How's, how are you and the fam? We're doing okay. We're, the snow has finally melted here in New Jersey, and we're doing all right now. <laughs> okay, so we got to start right there. <laughs> you you, you in the videos, you know, are my a couple of my favorite yeah, I things. I know. No. Snow golf and the, and the rules of snow golf. Talk about what the rules of snow golf are. Yeah, you know what? That video, that was just me being bored at the club one day. It was probably the middle of February, and I was in the, at the club doing some work. And I'm like, you know what? Let me go try to hit some balls out in the snow and turn the camera on. So it was kind of an impromptu video about getting out there. And, and, you know, rule number one was make sure you use colored golf balls. You know, that first ball I hit was a white Callaway ball, and it, I think it's probably I, someone probably picked it up when the snow melted, but <laughs> I went. I switched to a blue ball, and <laughs> it was just you know I had a lot of fun with it. I encourage you to, if you haven't taken a look, it'll it'll, it'll make you laugh. But uh, that's kind of how we are at, at Alpine. We we don't take ourselves too seriously, and we have a good time, and and uh, the members got a kick out of it. So <laughs> the last rule of golf was <laughs> of snow golf was why are you playing snow golf? Go somewhere warm. So uh, <laughs> I hope I, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Absolutely, always do. John, I want to get your perspective on on the Masters tournament. Um, your thoughts on what you saw? Boy, um, really interesting tournament. Really fun to watch. Um, obviously, the weight of an entire nation on on Hideki and watching him come through is, is going to be huge for the game. It's going to grow golf uh, like we we don't believe. You know, golf was very popular. Then it became a very 
affluent sport in Japan. And I think him winning and bringing the green jacket back to Japan should, should make golf more accessible, I would hope, and, and get more people into the game. But boy, I felt real bad for Xander Schauffele. I thought he had an opportunity there to really overcome, uh, you know, the demons of not winning a major. He had, uh, Hideki right where he wanted him going to, uh, 16. He had the honor on the tee. I think if he stuffs that close, uh, it's a whole different ball game, Chris. And the pressure was on Hideki would then be to hit a good shot. And, you know, he, he flushed it, as he said, but just didn't really hit the shot he wanted to. I thought a, a cut probably would have been a better shot coming in there, but he took it, took it, uh, right to left. And if you saw, you know, Hideki's next shot was right to the fat part of the green, wanted nothing to do with that bunker or the water. And, uh, he was smooth sailing from there in, but. Good on, on Xander for, you know, facing the camera afterward and, and owning up to the bad shot he hit, but he'll be around. And it was good to see that as well. But what a great tournament. Nice to see Jordan Spieth finish well. Um, you know, we keep on talking about Bryson DeChambeau trying to over this, overpower this golf course. And, boy, he's going to have to just learn his lesson one day and take his medicine and, and bunt it around there, for lack of a better word. Because when I think when you try to overpower Augusta, there's a lot of ghosts that will say, Sorry, young man, not this time. Yeah, so there's a couple of things I, I, I want to take a, another step on with, with respect to the things mm-hmm. you said. First of all, going back to Xander Shopley and the, and the shot on 16. I mean, we've all been watching the Masters. Uh, everyone that listens to the show is obviously a huge golf fan. We've been watching the tournament our whole lives. Every year we watch that tee shot on 16. We know that you've got to hit it to the you know middle, middle left of that green. It's going to catch the slope yep. and it's going to trickle down towards the hole. That's the shot. I mean, we've seen we saw Jack Nicholas almost make a hole in one in 86. We've seen guys all throughout the tournament hit that shot and it rolls down nicely year after year after year. I don't understand what Xander was thinking to try to get it in that little landing spot down by the hole when you know you can just hit it to the left part of that green and it's going to trickle down. That was a head scratcher for me, John. Yeah, I, I think it was a head scratcher for, for him too. After he hit it in the water, was I just didn't think he was thinking at the time. Like you know, like hitting this hard draw eight iron into that that pin location. I mean, he's played there before. He's seen, like you said, everyone hits it to that slope and it feeds down to the hole. And you know, just a little momentary lapse of reason on his behalf and on his behalf, and a, for lack of a better term, a little brain part there and. I think it cost him a green jacket, to be honest, Chris. I thought if he gets it in close there, he had all the momentum, you know, try to get it to one with two holes left and uh, and take it in. But uh, you real, really felt bad for him. I was just like, I felt so bad watching it that that ball went in the water. But you know what? Listen, what, what, what does it kill you only makes you stronger. So let's see if he bounces back. Uh, you know, we'll be at Kiowa coming up soon in May at the PGA Championship. So let's hope we can get that monkey off his back. And you mentioned Bryson DeChambeau. I mean, to me, obviously back in November, he said, you know, it should be a par 67 course for me. And, and he's out there, you know, with his speed drills and just hammering it out there on the, on the practice range and all that sort of stuff. But I feel like he is sort of in the Jim Croce style. He's tugging on Superman's cape and spitting into the wind uh, <laughs> with respect to saying stuff like that about Augusta National. And that's just, to me, and obviously he has not played well in either tournament. So there's something to your point of whether you you want to talk about bunting it around or whatever, but he's got to dial it back or something. 
his style doesn't seem like it's a fit for Augusta National. And if he wants to wear a green jacket one day, to me, he's got to change philosophies. Am I, am I off on that? No, I think you're spot on. You know, I, I could see, I could see Bryson winning a lot of U.S. Opens, if you know where I'm going with this, right? So you yeah. can overpower a U.S. Open golf course. I, I can't see him overpowering Augusta. It's a finesse golf course. It's a, it's not a course that's rewarding the person who's real long, but more of the person who's in the right positions, hitting the ball to certain places, hitting the ball to certain quadrants of the greens. It's, it's a very finesse golf course. Granted, it is also 7,400 yards, but you know, he doesn't need to bomb it through all the corners because he can spray it too. And, um, he te- he tends, he tends to struggle a little bit with his approach shots coming into greens as, as in general. And as we know, <laughs> you gotta, not only do you have to hit it on the green and give yourself a play, you gotta hit it to a certain spot or you could be in big trouble and, and, the, and the numbers can go up real quick. Who knows? Maybe he'll learn. John, I- I want to get your thoughts on Hideki Matsuyama's swing and that, that slight hesitation at the top of the backswing. Do you like that? Is that something you think more of us should try? Oh, boy, that's a tough question. <laughs> I'm picturing everyone out there swinging on the range in that two or three or four second pause and they might fall over or who knows. But listen, <laughs> it works for him. Um, you know, he's obviously had this swing his entire life. It's something that he's gr- – it's just part of his fingerprint. And, um, you know, it just gets him in a good position. It's, you, you, I saw you kind of see the same thing with Sung JM. It's kind of very a, a methodical takeaway and, and a load. And then it's a, a big rotation and, and he has a lot of power coming through it. I, in my, in my feeling, you, you know what? Your tempo is your tempo. If you're a type A Wall Street guy moving around real fast, you're going to have a quick tempo no matter what you do. You do everything fast. Uh, if you're kind of a little more of a mellow person, you can be a little more methodical in your swing. But it's when you try to be someone different and that, that your tempo gets a little messed up. So I know you're a kind of a smooth, mellow guy. So you, that, that pause might go well for you. So you have to try it next time you're out there. <laughs> me being the New Yorker, um, I'm kind of running a, a million miles an hour. So it wouldn't work for me real well. What do you think about what we saw from Will Zalatoris? Here's a kid that essentially came from out of nowhere though I, I i have to admit he was my dark horse pick to win the golf tournament and uh in my fantasy league that, that we did for the masters of my buddies but this kid to me very impressive oh i mean does it i don't know if he really didn't know the situation he was in or he was just too oblivious to kind of understand it, or he just didn't really care he was just enjoying the moment i love that he said if, if he was stupid enough to think he could play at augusta he's stupid enough to think he could win at augusta which i thought was a great insight into the personality and mindset that he has. You know, he's a strong player. He's, he's got a little cockiness to him, which is I think is good. But listen, he trained a lot with Jordan Speed. He plays money games with Tony Romo all the time. He got a lesson from Ken Venturi when he was a young man. Uh, worked with Lanny Watkins for a long time about, and talked about how to play Augusta. So he's been, he's been waiting for this his whole life, and he certainly took advantage of it. You know, I think you look back at his tournament and – you think about all the shots he kind of left on the par five, 13th hole. He three putted on Sunday. He played the whole even for the week. That's, you know, playing a par five at Augusta ain't even. And, and 13 was the easiest hole in the golf course. So he could have possibly won this by two, three, four shots on his own. But, you know, I, I don't think he's under the radar anymore, Chris. I think, yeah, it's a, I hate to use the term hello world, but 
you know, the, the reincarnation of Jess Spicoli here, but, uh, he did, he did fantastic. <laughs> I think, I think, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he makes the Ryder Cup team, which I think would be fantastic. What a wow. great story that would be. Yeah, indeed. That'd be, that would be something. John, I want to switch gears with you. Um, okay. I'm about a week away from my 56th birthday. And for those of us, you know, in the 56, 66, 76 age ranges, we're, we're coping now with, you know, whether it's a little bit of loss of distance or a lot of loss of distance. You know, 150 yards used to be an eight iron. Now it's a seven. Our drives used to go 250. Now they go 220. For for all of us that would like to get a little bit of that back, is there something we can be doing to to capture maybe 10 or 15 of those yards back? Sure, absolutely. Now, I'm just going to talk a little bit louder, Chris, so you can hear me. You know, when you turn, <laughs> once you hit over 55, your hearing starts. To, can you hear me, Chris? Okay. Um, <laughs> there. Listen, if you're not playing a forward tee right now, you should be doing it. Uh, one of the things that we see the most at our clubs is that guys are, they're anchored to that blue tee or that back tee and they're afraid to move up. Go ahead and play that forward tee. It will make the game so much more enjoyable for you. You'll get a chance to hit shorter irons into greens. You won't be struggling hitting long irons and hybrids into your par fours. Best thing about golf is you want to score well. So getting close to the hole to start will make the game more enjoyable. If you're not using a high-lofted driver or something with some more flex, you need to switch over to that. Stop trying to think you can hit the 9.5-degree driver anymore. You're not producing the club head speed that you used to to, to get the ball airborne. So switch to an 11.5, 12.5-degree driver and use some flex, man. Go for that senior flex. Go for that regular flex driver. Again, put the extra stiff and the stiff 9.5 driver in the garage for your grandkids to use. Um, if you're using long irons, get your trash can out. Take the long irons. First, break them in half and then throw them in the trash can and get yourself some hybrids. So grab a, I mean, they, they make even up to an eight hybrid now. I know Callaway makes an eight hybrid. They're so much easier to hit. Again, we'll be able to hit the ball higher, land softer, enjoy golf. And, you know, I think just the equipment stuff, listen, if you're going to Try to gain some speed. You could do it with a lighter club head, a lighter shaft, but stop playing the back tees. Let equipment be your friend. Get out on those forward tees and have fun. Father time is under. John, so. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. You know, John, I want to get your thought on putting now because uh, I'm seeing a lot of guys okay. with some variation of the claw. It seems like everyone's got some sort of variation of the claw that they're using. Is that something that uh, more of us should take a look at? Yeah, I certainly would. If if you're someone who is, and, and let me talk about it this way. So we call them a cover golfer. So that's someone when if you if you let your arms hang down to the side, your thumbs are kind of going towards your pocket, your hands are kind of downward in in the swing. You're kind of a cover player, and the claw grip is really good for you. You know, we sometimes we try to feel like we want to get that elbow tucked in and get it underneath and. Let kind of the uh, the shoulders use uh, start the swing and the stroke and the putting uh, stroke, but putting is really just an arm-driven swing. So getting that claw, the right hand, if you're a right-handed player, and let the elbow work back and forth. Listen, the elbow can, the elbow only works in one direction. So I would try it out. Get that right hand in there and just let it work back and forth. It's listen, it's tough at first, but I think once you master it, it gets real comfortable. 
you know, Colin Morikawa switched to a, a claw. And, you know, we can all thank Chris DeMarco for le- really legitimizing the claw grip on the tour and, and having success with it. So like anything else, try it, see how it works. Get, and really try it. Don't just go out there and put three balls like, God, ah, this is not for me. Get out there, spend some time on your putting green, maybe play a, a fun round in the afternoon using the claw and, and give it a shot. You could be pretty surprised. Once it starts to feel comfortable and you start to trust it, it will help. A, listen, 40% of golfers are that cover, that cover golfer. So give it a shot if you're out there. John, one more before I let you go. And uh, you've got uh, some big news and announcement uh, things going on with you and your show. Update us all on what's happening. Yeah, so, yeah, so uh, we, we're just starting season four of On the Tee, which is on ESPN Radio in New York City. And uh, we kind of been doing it at home for the last year, but we're, we're back at it now. But I'm happy to announce that the show is also being picked up by the Pro Golf Network. Uh, this was brought to you by the founders of the Pro Football Network, which is the fastest growing football site on the internet. We started out with that and they created this whole network about golf. So we're, our show is going to be on it. You know, you, it's, we're going to have that same kind of fun vibe that, that the Pro Football Network has, you know, laugh a little bit, learn a little bit, drink a little bit with us. We talk all things golf. So I would, I would suggest everyone go over to our, our newly launched Pro Golf Network YouTube channel. Subscribe to the show. We just taped one tonight. Uh, we had Trey Wingo on the show last week. It's a great show. So myself uh, with Anita Marks, who you know from ESPN Sports Center and Daily Wager, is my co-host. Christina Thompson from Golf for Her. We've been together for four years. And if you want to laugh a lot and, and uh, listen to me relentlessly bust stones to everyone, it's it's a fun time and it's a, it's a it's an easy <laughs> listen and, and uh, a good show. So. We're super psyched about that. We've got some uh, great guests lined up for the upcoming weeks. And uh, I appreciate the opportunity to to tell our story. So check it out. Pro Golf Network on YouTube. Myself and Anita Marks. Season four. Fantastic. John, let our listeners know how they can uh, follow you on social media as well. You're a great follow. Sure. Thank you. Thank you very much. So uh, I've got a YouTube channel. It's just John Miscarry, PGA professional. Check it out. Some of your You'll see some of the videos that Chris was talking about that we have a good time. My my latest one is a, a little promo for our ladies opening day where I, I'm at the bar making a, a cocktail with our bartenders from Alpine. And as you can imagine, it doesn't come out that good. So it's a fun little <laughs> uh, view there. But check me out on on, um, on Twitter, uh, Jay Miscarry PGA and John Miscarry PGA on Instagram. And uh, you'll see uh, all the great stuff we're doing at Alpine and uh, in the New Jersey PGA. Well, cuz it's always fun having you as part of the show. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your busy schedule to come back and join me. I'm already looking forward it to is next my time. Pleasure. My pleasure. You know, I was I was listening to the show before I got on and listening to Mitch Lawrence was fantastic, but boy, I don't think I can play with those hickory golf clubs. I would be no, all over the place. You don't think I don't think so. I need that forgiveness, <laughs> man. Those things are like spoons. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, so, it'd be fun. It'd be fun to try. It would be Just fun to go out there and hack it, it around. Fun. All right, man. Well, take thank care, you my friend. All the best to you and your family. We'll catch up soon. Yes, you as well. Take care, everyone. See you, John. That's a great John Mascari. M A S C A R I is the spelling of his last name. He's a he's a great follow, folks, on social media. And then take a look at his YouTube channels. Uh, 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 you know. A, a more laid back, a more fun guy to you know take you around on what's going on around the game of golf. 
You will not find. I love John. We'll catch up with him again pretty soon.